बरे That one was intense. That was a good one. <laughs> I am amped. Damn. Father of mine, tell me where have you been? <laughs> You're not ready, Phil. You're not ready. I was nine years old and I'm a I'm a name and name and Yes. Yes. Oh, man. People are going to be like, what is he putting in that coffee, dude? It's, too, it's been two weeks. That's why, dude. I am back. You are back. Yeah. And we're ready to attack. Ooh, I'm a rapper. Damn. <laughs> Father of mine. Why am I singing Everclear? That's because the drummer is coming on today. Oh, buddy. Yes. Yes. I still haven't put that mirror, mirror, mirror in my thing. I need to do it, man. Oh, yeah. It's almost yeah, out we of fashion need, We need already. the party. Huh? I said it's almost cheesy now at this point. I know. Yeah, I know. We need that party bell, or we need a party burr, bell. Burr, burr. Yeah. Burr, burr, burr. yeah. What's the next yeah, one? Dude. I wonder what the next party bell is going to be. I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> I really want to know. Uh, what's up, guys? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Hello, friends. <laughs> um, I'm Corey Kingston. I am in a just a glorious mood, aren't I, Phil? I'm just glorious. For real very happy right now i i don't even know why i'm just happy to be doing the drum brigade podcast this episode 85 um i'm Corey kingston that's funky phil yes sir yes sir yeah still doing this thing remotely and uh on the show today we got a wonderful guest never talked to this this uh fantastic drummer before but he's coming on he plays drums for everclear oh my gosh oh my gosh that's why i'm singing everclear takes me right back to being in high school yes i'm that old i was in high school in the 90s <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm an old dude i'm an old guy all right anyways um drum brigade podcast episode 85 85 man 85. lots of applause today lots of applause we're just we're doing the thing we're doing the thing we're doing the thing <laughs> um came came in hot dude took phil by surprise yeah does <laughs> um phil's back on the brown sauce drinking coffee big time so, yeah um we got a lot to get into we took last week off um and we didn't have a guest again and so and also oh there's Kaimi. there's the dog what up dog he's being so or she's being so quiet today um so yeah anyways uh we took last week off but we're here coming back at you people were not happy phil People were like DMing us, like, bro, no show this week? I'm like, mm, no, Oops. sorry. Yeah, we're being silent. My bad. We'll just go with that. <laughs> My bad. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. People do, I guess people do want to hear us. People do want to hear me sing and talk and have wonderful drummers on the show. So, we're going to do that today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways, Drum Brigade, it's. Um, it's our thing, you know, it's a camaraderie over competition. It's a brotherhood of drums. We show people how to have camaraderie over competition by giving drummers a voice or musicians a voice on our podcast with, for people that have something to say, you know? Yeah. Um, we give people an identity through our apparel. By the way, I just ordered me some new drum brigade shirts. What? Yes, that's right, people. I have to order them too. What'd you so, get? 
Which what'd you get? I'm just like this one that I'm wearing, the cat playing the drums one. It's mm-hmm. a black one. It's like my favorite one. And the yellow ones were cool when I got them, but now I'm like, I'm not, they're just, I wear them, but they're not, they're not really my kind of thing. But the other thing is I got another cat playing the drums ones in yellow, but it's the, it's not the premium shirt. So if you go on our, on the, the merch store, there's premium shirts and then there's like regular shirts. So the regular ones are like, I don't know what brand they are, but they're like Hanes or something. So they fit kind of boxy. And then, um, the premium ones, make you look like you got muscles so i gotta like kind of yeah i gotta deceive people because lord knows right now i do not have muscles okay i've been on quarantine for 10 or 11 weeks now dude 11 weeks um so anyways i got some more premium blend shirts and yes we got to pay for them too and they're 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 worth the money they're not cheap but they're worth the money they're awesome shirts. <laughs> so I got more like I always wear darker shirts, like black shirts, blue shirts. That's kind of it. And then I got some yellow shirts, and it's not exactly me. Mm-hmm. So, and red shirts, I don't know. This is not. I'm not going to do that. So I wanted some that are my style, and then I need to make some more things with our face on them, like premium shirts. Because right now we only have standard shirts on those because I didn't think anybody would want them. And then my wife is like, I'm like, hey, babe, I'm ordering some Drum Brigade stuff. Do you want some? And then I'm like ordering them from the manufacturer or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I want the one with your face. And I'm like, well, I don't have women's shirts for that. I don't have premium shirts. I don't have socks. I don't have anything. It's a hot item. I didn't know people would like it, Phil. I have no idea. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. And um, that's it. So, yeah, we need to make some more designs, too. I'm just, I'm, I'm. I know how to do a lot of things, man, but I do not know how to do anything with Photoshop or anything like that. I'm horrible at it. Horrible. Me too. So, yeah. I would love to make that Jeff Endike shirt, man. The COVID, COVID Jeff Endike shirt. <laughs> I would have loved to make it. I'm just terrible at, at, um, terrible at Photoshop. So yeah, we wanted a shirt with Jeff Endike's face wearing a mask and underneath it says, there goes my Korea. Right? Yeah. Korea. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, there goes right my career. Yeah, that's what we wanted it to say <laughs> underneath it. Um, so we'll have to see it. We'll see about that. Uh, all right. Anyways, we also do drum lessons. Um, yeah, so I got to talk to you about that, Phil. It's kind what? of a situation. Like, it's good. It's good. Right now, it's great. People can you literally can just hang out with us, dude. You like you literally can just pay us, and hang out with us. Not in person, not in person, <laughs> but it's weird though, dude. Like, think about it. Like I listen to podcasts. If Joe wrote, like we're not Joe Rogan people. All right. So just stop with, just calm down already. Calm down already. Okay. But Joe Rogan was like, yo, you can just have a session with me for like a, however much, a couple hundred bucks. I'm paying the money and I'm just going to go hang out with Joe Rogan. Would you? Nah. <laughs> My motocross podcast. I would though. Yeah. I would pay money to do that. I know you would. Anyways, so, I mean, at this point, whatever. Take it however you want it, dude. That's like, if you want to take some lessons with me and Phil or Kevin Aguchi or any of us, just hit us up. Um, we can get you in line or we can teach you ourselves. All right. So, anyways, that's another angle that we have for the camaraderie over competition. Just taking lessons, buying merch, listening to the podcast. We're not really playing live or doing sheds or events or anything like that right now. So, well, coming soon, right? All right. Anyways, uh, 
we do other stuff too. Um, we both have websites, obviously drumbrigade.com. You can get all the podcasts, um, on all the platforms there too. There's a link to all of them. So iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in overcast radio, public drumbrigade.com. All right. And then funky Phil and I have websites too. Um, pretty much everything that you need to know about me is on not everything, I guess. I never mind what I just said. <laughs> I was gonna say everything you need to know about me is drum is drumbrigade.com, but there's a lot missing from my personal career and stuff. Like I don't talk about me on Drum Brigade. I just talk about my company. Anyways, um Corey Kingston, K-O-R-E-Y-K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N dot com. You can um link to some of my bands and some of my videos. And I do a vlog called The Day in a Life of a Drummer. I do product reviews and stuff like that. Phil Pardell, P-H-I-L-P-A-R-D-L-L.com. You could get um, all kinds of things on there too. Educational stuff, sheet music, play-alongs. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been using some of our friends that are on the show too, um, or have been on the show. I've been using like um, Timbo, Tim Baltes, Timbo from Kino has, um, he has like a playlist on Bandcamp, I think. So now I can't remember. Now I feel bad because I wasn't planning on saying this. But um, anyways, if you go on Tim, 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 Timbo from Kino's uh, Instagram, first of all, it's hilarious. He's a great drummer too. Uh, but you hit the link. There's like 157 songs, drumless tracks that you can play along to. And they're free. Like you can practice too. So I've been having a lot of my students pl- practice to these play-alongs because they're like out of their wheelhouse. They're like kind of chill beat style. Nice. And it's been cool to hear like hear their perspective on what they think they should play because they're not used to that. You know? Um, so a lot of drummers out there are doing cool stuff, like educational stuff. Like Tim has this playlist thing that like a lot of these songs are really great and it's great practice if you want to practice soloing. Yeah. Was it t- or you want to pr- Ten year old dot com mm. slash Timbo's drumless tracks. That's what the yeah, link maybe. is on his. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I and guess so, it, it it looks like it's a bandcamp thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like you can donate if you want and you'd be helping out a fellow drummer, which is really cool. Um Dude, you can just play this. along to his songs if you want. And it's like there's hundred there's a hunt over a hundred of them. And, um, and they're all, they're, huh? 156 of them. Yeah. There you go. And like, they're not bad. They're great. They're like, they're all, they're all like, I, I've been using them for students because they're all like f- slow tempos. They're all like 70, 60, 70, 80 BPM, 90 BPM. And so they're like this chill beat kind of vibe. But the the funny thing is like one of my students sent one today. He's like 10. And his take on it was so different. He was like playing it in like three. It was like a weird, like a shuffly kind of feeling song. And he was playing it in like three. And then he was doing like a bar of two and then playing it. But he didn't know he was doing all that, right? He was just like, it's just what he sent over. And I was just like, whoa, that's like completely different than what I was thinking. That is so cool that that's his interpretation of the song. That's the beauty of playing along to drumless tracks. Um, all right. So anyways, that's just a little, a little plug for Tim Baltes. He's a friend of the show and he's a, he's so funny, dude. His, his Instagram is so funny. It is. And, um, yeah, he's our buddy. So, um, check it out. And then, you know, all the other guys that are, have been on the show that everybody's doing something cool right now. 
And so it's it's definitely something to check out if you want to. Oh, that's um, right. You could buy the whole digital album. Right. Um, it, and it says, name your price. Yeah. So you can, Which is you really can cool. Literally, like, pay whatever and just have all this music to practice to. But you should, give him to a good chunk of, you should give them a good chunk of money for that. That's like 150-something songs. Yeah. I mean, think about that. If you bought that on and on iTunes, all those songs, first of all, the amount of work that went into making those songs, and then you bought those on iTunes, and then they're 99 cents each. It's $156, give or take, you know? <laughs> Dude. So, do you have one on your computer that you could play? Um, Would he be okay with that? I could get one. I can get one. <laughs> I can get one. I just want to hear your um, taste. Okay. Give me a second. Wait. Bear with. Bear with. Tim Ball Tez. Oh boy, searching. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Um, <laughs> this is this is great radio right now. Okay, hold on. I'm getting to it, people. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mm. Bigger fish to fry today. All right, dude. I got one of those Your little fish. espresso pots. Oh boy, that sounds good. Oh yeah, I love. Okay, it. Here we go. Sixteen minute song. We're gonna sit through all sixteen minutes too, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> This is Whistle While You Work. Yeah. You can play some chill beats to that. Nice. I almost I like just it. walked over to the kit and started playing, but then I realized I wouldn't be able to hear it because I'm not wearing my headphones. That was cool. Yeah, I like that they have the BPM on each one too on the track yeah. title, so it's really easy. That's cool. Yeah, man. There's all kinds of stuff like that out there that I've just been like really appreciating and like using. It's so useful. It's such useful material, like especially for teaching and stuff like that. And so it's really cool. Anyways, 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 anyways. What am I? What am I doing, Phil? Gosh. Okay, <laughs> drum brigade. It's Brotherhood of Drums. <laughs> uh, and that's it. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> oh, boy. Sean Winchester coming up. Father of mine, tell me where have you been? I was nine years old, and I don't know why he says, like, does he say nine years old in that song? I, I was know. nine years old, and nine. I, I got to look up the <laughs> lyrics now. <laughs> I have no idea either. I have no idea. What's going on, Funky Phil? How have you been? Two weeks, man. It has been two weeks. I've been good. Yeah. I used a jackhammer. <laughs> and I got Bro, it. Your, your garden is going off the rails. Like, you're just, forget <laughs> drums, you're Phil the Gardener, dude. Well, this isn't gardening, This, but... Oh. <laughs> What were you using a jackhammer for, dude? Well, we've got okay, so we've we've got a um a little pathway between our main house, the main part of our house, and then there's like a storage zone that's still under mm-hmm. the main house's roof, but it's like a pathway between the main house and then this storage thing, and then we have a car port. And yeah. <clears throat> we've got this my dad's got this master plan where um cuz it's my dad's property. Anyway, we're going to where the plan is to extend the house all the way out to that shed 
Oh, you know, dope. it's not really a shed. It's just like an out, outdoor storage spot. But we're gonna um, build, build it out a studio into a music studio. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. This needs to happen, Phil. So I already dug out. I dug out a lot of dirt, and then there was like a concrete pathway. So then I did. I did jackhammer out. Dang. So I got to do that. Oh my gosh! Well, and, Phil. Your house is going one direction, and mine is going a completely different. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We might as well get this out of the way now. I'm trying to hear that right now. I have been staying at a hotel for the past two weeks with You're... me and my wife and my two kitties. Oh, my gosh. You're still yeah. there? So oh, I'm going to be there for at least another week. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, which... To be honest, I have no complaints about living in this hotel. There's no bozo in the kitchen. There's no, like, arguing over parking spaces. And our house, dude, our house, it's a cute apartment, all right? It's cute. But, dude, I've had about enough, dude. I've, I've wanted to move for so long. And now I'm like, we might have to just find another house. I've been telling my wife that. Like, we might just have to move for real. Like, we pay really cheap rent. But there's a lot. Don't get it twisted, people. There is a lot that goes with cheap rent. A lot. Mm -hmm. It's so, oh my gosh, it's so janky, dude. And so, dude, I'm making it sound like we live in a dump. It's not a dump. It's like a full-on house. It's subletted in, and we have an apartment, a one-bedroom apartment. For what we pay, without the, the, the shenanigans that go along with it, for what we pay, it's worth it. It's like a lot of square feet for, for a house. It's, we have it, you know, it's rustic. You know, we have it like we, we, when we got this apartment, we we're into like upcycling stuff. So we have like a lot of upcycled kind of style stuff and our, my bikes are hanging up on the wall and you know, like all that. I built bike taxidermy, if that makes sense. Like, so it's obviously I'm not into hanging animals on my wall, but like, so I built like, it looks like bullhorns out of handlebars and a seat bicycle seat and it's hanging on the wall and then it's multifunctional so i can hang my bike on that and then it hangs on the wall out of the way that's right um anyways that being said dude there's a lot of stuff that comes with it comes with cheap rent so we've already had multiple floods in our house like the 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 when there's a heavy rain the water's just like coming in the house and so last time that happened we're like bro there's water seeping through the floor and the landlord's like, what, really? I'm like, dude. Like, and so that time we didn't do anything about it. We just like let it go. And then the, the next time it was like, dude, there is water seeping through. And so they're like, okay, we got to fix this. So they tore the whole floor up and they like, we look and the concrete is just like soaking wet. It's Ooh. like I took a hose in there. They're like vacuuming, vacuuming up water. I don't know what they did to fix the problem. They put a, put a new floor in, so that was great because our other floor was janky. So we got brand new, like wood-looking flooring, laminate. So that was dope. Then they just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. He like, I don't know how they fixed it, but it, it seems like, to me it sounds like they didn't. <laughs> it seems to me like they just put sandbags back there. And we're like, yeah, this should work. Just let us know if it starts flooding again. I'm like, you put a whole new floor in. And like, you just like, let us know if it works. So then dude, last rain, floor's like buckling again. Yeah. And I'm like, babe, I'm like telling my wife, like, babe, the floor is flooding again. We're, it's not seeping through. But I'm like, 
the floors just don't buckle like that because it, it the, it's wood. So the wood expands when it gets wet. And I'm like, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I told him and he's like, is it livable? And I'm like, what kind of question is that? Okay. So whatever we let that go. We're just like, whatever. Okay. A couple days, like a couple weeks later, I see something in the bathroom and I don't know what the heck it is. It, it's like on the wall. And I'm like, is that like a giant spider? What is that? I'm, I don't do bugs, dude. I'm scared. So I walk away. I'm like, babe, what is that in the bathroom? She goes and looks. It's like a giant mushroom growing out of the wall, Phil. <laughs> a mushroom. <laughs> it's a mushroom in our... Dude. <laughs> a mushroom? I'm like, what the heck? A mushroom? That's amazing. I'm like, that can only mean that there's mold and moisture in the walls. What the heck? Oof. So we take it down, tell the landlord. He's like, really? Like, why are you coming at me every time with really? Like, you know this place is janky, fool. Oh, man. Like, so then a few days later, there's one in our bedroom growing out of that wall. Oh, no. And then I'm laying in bed, and I see the, <laughs> the, the door jam in leading to the bathroom dripping water. And I'm like, babe, is that dripping? <laughs> and she's like, it is dripping. I'm like, what? So call the landlord. Yo, this thing is dripping. Guess what he said? Really? What? Dripping? What? Impossible. I'm like, and there's mushrooms. <laughs> there's mushrooms growing out of the wall, bro. <laughs> I'm like this can't be healthy for us. And so, <laughs> okay. So he finally comes in, tears the ceiling down in our in our bathroom, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't see any leaks or anything. I don't know. Maybe it's just dripping like from condensation or something." <sighs> and I'm like, "Look, I'm just worried about mo- like the moisture and the mold, possible mold, you know." Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay, well, just keep an eye on it. Let me know. And then we'll, we'll, we'll see. Okay, dude, like a week and a half later, somebody's taking a shower upstairs and I'm laying on, I'm, I'm talking to my dad on the phone. My wife is in the living room and it sounds like somebody has taken the shower and just put it like on the floor. It's just raining down water in the bathroom, like raining. Whoa. And I'm like, Oh, she's, she's, my wife's like, babe, come look at this. And it's just like, like raining on the floor. (laughs) And I'm like, what the heck? And so I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do, you know? And, and so we're just like, we call the guy. We're like, I think it's gotten worse. And it's like pouring down in, in our bathroom and in our bedroom. And so he comes down and he's just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, look, I'm worried about the mold. I'm, I'm officially like, you know, there's, there's another mushroom growing like this isn't good, dude. And so he's like, yeah, okay. Like we're going to have to tear down this wall. We're going to have to do this. So we're like, dude, we're not going to have a bathroom. We're going to have workers in there. Like everybody on this show knows about my stomach problems now. So like, this is a deal breaker. I'm like, I I can't just, I guess I can just go down to the studio and we can just like kind of live in both places. We can sleep here and then do our daily activities at the studio. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Mm -mm. And then I'm just like, you know what, dude, we have renter's insurance. Like, why am I like scared to use my renter's insurance? And yeah, so use it. You give them I, so much money. Yeah, dude. And th- dude, our renter's insurance is so dope. It is like the best. It's called lemonade. If you guys ever need renter's insurance, lemonade is the way to go. I dude. tried fool. They're not why? cool for me. They won't even insure us. Why? We live in a fire zone. And they don't do that, I guess. Oh, with, yeah. With fire, high danger for fires. So they're like, yeah, we they won't, don't, even, they don't protect we won't fire. even touch you, bro. <laughs> Dang, dude, that sucks. For us, it was honestly like, I kind of feel like this needed to happen because they were like, 
I think they were just going to expect us to live there. And so basically we were kind of dragging our feet like, okay, I don't know if our cats are going to be down with a hotel. We've never done this before. And I literally sent them a video, sent, took some pictures, filled out a form, and they handled everything else, dude. That's they cool. were on the phone with the property manager, like, how long is this going to take? Like, you need to get a mold specialist out. You need to do this. You need to take this, blah, 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 blah. I didn't have to deal with anything. That's right. And um, the guys called me. We have a hotel for you right down the street. You have, like, you can choose a different one if you want, but this one's, like, closer to your home and, like, blah, 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 blah. They're like, we booked you for five days. Let us know if you need more. And then they talk to the property manager and they're like, we've extended you all the way to the 22nd. And like, I didn't even tell them that we needed more days. They're just like, we figured it out on our own. That's awesome. And so Summer and I were like, my wife, we're like, we're sitting on the couch. I kind of, we're like, well, we don't, they haven't torn out the wall yet. We don't know if we're going to have to like leave or we don't, we don't know. We don't know which hotel we want. So we're just like, let's stay here. Maybe we'll go Friday because my wife's like, well, I have to still, my wife teaches from home. So we're sitting on the couch and we're both like, I'm like, yeah, I want to go on a bike ride, but man, I'm just not feeling good. And they're like doing work in the house. I'm like, man, I'm really tired. I'm really like tired. And I'm, I got a pounding headache. Mm. I'm like, I don't know what the heck is wrong with me, dude. And so he's like, he comes out. He's like, Hey, don't go in the bathroom. It's kind of nasty in there. So just like, and I'm like, look, this isn't going to work. Let's just get, let's just go through with the hotel. And so we pack all of our stuff. We go to the hotel. And as soon as like we get to the hotel, headaches gone, full of energy. Like we're like, dude, we are not staying there and we need to get the kitties out of there because if they're breathing it in, it's bad for them too. Yeah. So let's just get, don't want to mess around with that. Yeah. So now our apartment is covered in like um, drywall dust. And so that's going to be a whole nother can of worms that we're going to have to be like, yo, you guys need to clean this up or we're going to hire somebody and we're going to take it out of the rent. Yeah. But they're being cool. They're like, no rent's required for this month, obviously, because we're not living there. And they're like, sorry about this. This wasn't our pipe that broke. It was the people upstairs who's the property manager. So I'm like, I don't know what you want from me. I don't want to, you know, I uproot my life during a freaking pandemic, live in some hotel. Not yeah. doing that. And so, yeah, we, we did. We went to the hotel, completely cleaned everything, vacuumed everything, put air purifiers in there, like did the whole thing, then brought the kitties over and they're like panicked, like freaking out, hiding under the bed. Like, what the heck are you doing to us? Where are you taking us? And now they're, everybody's happy. Everybody's just there. Like we have our own kitchen. We have, you know, it's like, dude, this is kind of putting things into perspective where I'm like, honestly, this is this is a little hotel room and we don't have much in there. Like, but I this is telling me that I can live with a lot less. You know, as long as I have the studio. Like, I don't really need anything from the other house. That's our furniture, of course, but I can it's just helping us to realize that man, we I this makes this like confirms that I really would love to move. I would really love to not deal with a dumbo in the kitchen anymore. Yeah. And floods in my house all the time. Have you so, thought about moving to Fallbrook? <laughs> heck no, dude. I already lived in Fallbrook. <laughs> but I didn't live there then. Yeah, no. Now it's I live too far here. from the studio. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's if if we move now, things have changed, man. We've we've wanted to move to downtown San Diego for years, and um I wanted to. And I don't think that's an option now. Like I'm first of all, I'm glad that we don't live down there with all the, the protests and stuff. Like I just you know, I want to stay out of all that. 
and um, be safe at my home, mm-hmm. you know? And then I, I don't, I, I just, I like being close to the studio here, you know, and until my lease is up here and, you know, if I get, if we, if we got our own studio where we're not sharing with other dudes, but I don't see that happening. I like, even after our lease is up, I would still probably want to stay here. It's really cool. Yeah. The um, studio is so awesome. I just want, I want the access to the studio to be easy. Um, so there's a spot in Escondido that I've been talking to my wife about. It's probably way too expensive. That's the problem though. You live in these places that are not worth the money that they're charging to live in. It is not worth $2,000 to live in Escondido. It's not worth $2 to live in Escondido. People are charging that much because it's a quote unquote luxury, you know, apartment, but it's like, it doesn't matter. You're still dropped in like a dump. <laughs> Invest is not much better, but I'm just saying like, I would love to live in like San Marcos or like Carlsbad or yeah, something cool. like that. <clears throat> it's expensive, you know? Yeah. Rent is crazy expensive out here too. Like it's, I've, I've I feel like I've heard stories of it being cheaper to get a mortgage and like buy a house and your yeah. your monthly bills are actually lower than paying rent. Well, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about trying to just get for a while. I was like, what if we paid all of our stuff off and then we bought a little condo or something, you know, in an area that we like and we can find something for that's like the same size, but like maybe a little bit more than our rent. But my 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 buddy's a realtor, and he was like telling me, "Nah, it's not like that. You pay, yeah, on paper it is, but you pay so much in taxes oh, and like yeah, fees true. that you're 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 paying like three times as much as what you would at an apartment. But so, you get you you have um, but equity? it's like equity. Yeah, you can yeah you can sell it and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking too. But I'm I'm just. Honestly, man, what I would still love to do, I, it's it's now that we have like a, a commercial building here. Um, my biggest goal was to find basically find the studio, this studio, and this be me and Summer's apartment. You know, and it's like looking around this spot. This could be so it could be done so easily. It could be done so easily. Like build a a bed on top of the bathroom, put a shower in the bathroom. There's already a water heater in there. Um, and, and then build a little kitchen and you're like, we're fine. But it's like convincing this landlord, this landlord is such a freaking D like convincing this landlord that we want to make this like a a dwelling, like, you know, we could live here is impossible. I know there's some people that do, but you, you can't tell, you know, that would be my ideal situation though. Like getting another version of this studio and that being my home would be the best thing ever. I would totally do that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, so maybe one day, maybe I could, maybe we can convince them just be like, yo, we're going to just like do this and (laughs) that's it. You know, it's way cheaper and it's just like the vibe that we want. You know, it looks like this is like this, this place looks like what I want my apartment to look like. It's commercial. There's windows. It's like, it could be done. You know, I bet, Anyways. You, I bet you could get away with doing something like that in Fallbrook. No, Phil. No. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I did live in Fallbrook and I, I liked living there, but it was one of the hardest times of my life because this is when my wife was a caregiver and one of our care, one of our um, clients was severely difficult one of the most difficult like clients we've ever worked with. She was like 
severely, severely like mentally retarded. Like she had, um, she was probably like the, the, she was probably like the age of like, um, mentally, like maybe a four-year-old, three or four-year-old. And then she had extreme bipolar disorder, extreme, the worst I've ever seen. Oh man. But when she was manic, she would be up all night long. She wouldn't sleep for like four days. And then when she was the other way, she would be like, like a zombie, like half dead, just slouched over in a chair and you can't get her to do anything either way. You can't get her to like eat her food or take her meds when she's down. And when she's up, you can't get her to take her meds and eat her food because she's a freaking maniac. So it was difficult back then. And then for me living in Fallbrook, it just took forever to get anywhere. If I have to go to downtown San Diego, getting down, going down the 76 and getting on the five or taking the 15 all the way, it was just, or if I just have to, even if I just have to go to Escondido, it's taken me forever. I always got tickets. I got a ticket out there. Just didn't like it. I don't like Fallbrook, man. I know. I grew, I, up, I grew up in like Temecula, Marietta though. So Fallbrook has always been part of like my, my thing, but I don't like living there. It's too far. I just want you closer. No way, <laughs> Phil. You's got, you guys will never move because you got a perfect situation, but yeah, we got you know, a good, good thing going on. And it's yeah. about to get better. I can't wait. Damn, that's cool. But then you're never going to want to come to PC to, to film or anything. Well, I'm gonna PC's have, our studio, by the way. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we, we'll still do that. But yeah. I'm going to have, I think it's going to be a pretty sweet little music studio, though. That's dope. Dope sauce. All right. Well, anyways, that's my situation with my house, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> yeah. You do anything with music, Phil? Um, yeah, I've got, I did another, um, day of shooting, shooting demo videos yesterday. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I've been, um, I haven't been doing much, man. The flood in my house has been like taking up a lot of my time and I haven't been like motivated, but I did, I did come in here and like record some drums for, um, for Lily. Um, I got to send those to her tomorrow or tonight. And then I have some, I have some other like projects, like video, like COVID jam videos coming soon. Hopefully if I can get these musicians motivated, dude, dude, getting, that's a whole nother soapbox that I don't even want to push the button for, but getting shuffle and bang to do anything, complete nightmare, complete nightmare. Like, Hey guys, we're going to do this. Cool. I'm all about it. I'm on board. Let's do it hundred percent. And then it's like weeks go by and you're like, yo, are you ever going to do it? Yeah, man, I'm going to do it. Sorry, man. Yeah. I just, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. And then my dad called me every day. Hey man, you heard from the guys. I'm like, Dude, like can everybody just like do it? And then we don't have to worry about this. Yeah. Just do It's going to be cool. What, what the heck else are you doing? What are you doing? If you're a teacher, you're not teaching unless you're doing it online. Just take five minutes, plug in a mic, and record yourself. For the love, dang it. I ain't trying to hear that right now. It's another quick one. Gosh. <laughs> I said I was happy today. I said I was yeah. happy. I got a lot I got a lot to do, man. I've been doing some video stuff, like some some lesson video stuff, but it's it's been taking a lot to like get it all done and and then edit everything. And it's like it's oh my God. So I've been wanting to just post more me playing but um i haven't i haven't been able to do it i haven't been able to jump in here and just be like yo i'm just gonna hit record and come up with something 
So yeah, um, I feel you. Yeah, it's uh, it'll happen though. I mean, we have everything here, so I don't know. I I just haven't been like. Well, okay. So Saturday, I came in here and jammed with some dudes. These dudes from Belize. It's like hip hop artists from Belize, and his manager nice. has been like blowing me up, trying to get me to come in. And they've been recording in here with with um, Andrew, the other dude from Olive Tree Mixing. And um, it's so funny, dude, because they're like Andrew has been playing with them, and he's he's in. We play in Tigros together. So these guys are like shouting out Tigros. Like they're doing live videos in here and they keep playing and then they'll be like, Tigros, baby. Yeah. Like after every song. It's so funny. They keep doing it. Tigros, baby. Yeah. That's <laughs> like awesome. Dying laughing, dude. And so, yeah. So they, they've been blowing me up like, yo, Mr. Kingston, we need you. And so I'm like, okay. Like, uh, like, what do you, like, what do you need? <laughs> They're like, we want you, we want to work with you, man. They saw me like do that reggae cover. And so they're like, we want to work with you. Don't worry. Like we'll pay all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, and I, I feel bad because I've been like not blowing them off, but it hasn't been like top priority. I've had kind of some other things going on, like a flood in my house. And, and so they're like, they keep saying, can you come in? Can you come in today? Can you? And I'm just like, ah, man, I can't do it today. And then finally, so I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I, I can be available Saturday. So Saturday we came in here and jammed. And it was, I got to say, like, it was great playing music, man. Like just playing with somebody and that feeling, even though I was like, I feel like I'm working for, you know, and I, I, um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like jam sessions when music's not going anywhere. But we were playing along to a lot of their tracks and they just wanted to catch a vibe. And so it was good. It was like, it was just nice to beat my drums like in a live setting, you know, and um, have somebody like that freedom of just somebody like rapping over what you're doing and them vibing out on whatever you're doing. They're just like, oh, like, you know, it's like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. That was good. It was like, it was refreshing to play with people, you know. Um, so I can't wait to do that again soon, man. I can't wait to like, I'm really torn at this point, you know, like it seems like, I mean, San Diego's opening up, man. Like the beaches are open now. A lot of stores are open. Um, movie theaters, I think open. So everything is like kind of going back to normal. You still gotta like, you still gotta wear a mask and stuff, but dude, you go to the beach, there's no one wearing masks or anything. Um, well, that's, and, I feel like that's part of the. That's an issue because everything's supposed yes. to be opening up modified. It's not like right. back to normal open. Like the movie theaters have less than half the seats. Right. Like you're like, and like still dude, supposed to be wearing a mask and then social distancing and all that. Right. You you go to like the, like if we drove through Carlsbad, the other day, me and my wife have been going to the beach just to walk and like, you know, we haven't really been doing, we haven't been doing much at all. Um, and, um, Anyways, we're, we are, yeah, it's, this has become a, a big thing, man. This is like, this is exactly what I said was going to happen is they're going to open stuff up and then people are going to go, we beat it. And every it's throw caution to the wind and no one's worried about anything. And it's like, dude, we've had seven new cases in seven days. And like, we've had, I mean, the numbers are still going up. They're not like, well, I don't know that for a fact, but. I think in San Diego, it's pretty good. But the thing is not gone. COVID is not done. 
you know? And like, it's just, it's like, so I've, I'm, I'm getting anxiety because I'm like, dude, they're going to send us back to work. They're going to like the casinos are opening. Vegas is open. You yeah. know, the casinos are opening, you know, and then people, their mentality is changed where they're like, yeah, we beat it. Let's cool. Let's get married. And then it's like, dude, we need a band. Let's hire smoky metals. And, and I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm yeah. not exactly ready to go. I'm not ready to jump back into a casino and start playing, dude. Even if I'm wearing a mask, that's like a freaking Petri dish, dude. I'm not, I'm not ready for it. But then the other thing I'm torn about is like, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to go back to doing that kind of work. You yeah. know, if I'm being real, like I never really considered myself a wedding band guy or like a corporate event guy. That was a means to an end to, to make some money. You know, you might have to do some of those gigs. You can't, you can't say no to all these gigs, but I mean, for the amount of like, this is the thing with, with musicians, especially with me, man, is like you complain, a lot of musicians complain and it's like, man, you got to take the good with the bad. You could, you know, that's, that's what I was saying. My whole, my whole thing about, um, playing on, on that balcony when there's guys like shoveling manure. And I was like, see, dude, things can be worse. They're like, and they're probably looking at some other guys that don't get to hear a band while they're shoveling manure. Like, see, dude, things could be worse. We got a band playing for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's all in perspective. You know, it's all your perspective. I appreciate every time I get to pick up my drumsticks and play, but I'm just trying to, you know, like, you know, Phil, like I'm always trying to like move forward with my, I'm, with my career. Dude, I'm right with you. I, I'm not, I don't think it's like, it's, it's normal to have like changes of heart with what you're doing right. with your professional work. And like, right. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that you'd like to lean less on the cover band work and, right. And switch gears and have a little more you know, revenue coming f elsewhere from something else you enjoy more. Well, and this is a, this is the thing, man. So at the, right before this, this COVID thing hit, like my, okay. My career was going in a direction where I always wanted the cover band work to fill the gaps of what I normally do. So that was touring, recording, you know, teaching drum brigade, all that stuff. I wanted cover band work to fill in the gaps and I feel like at the time COVID hit, it was definitely the other way around where everything else I was doing was filling the gaps. And so yeah, me too. it's like Sergio Gutierrez always tells me, the, the artist that's always been on our show, dude, if you're not working for your business, then you're cheating on your business. You know, you're going to have to make ends meet and that's fine. But if you're working like when I was teaching at another spot and not teaching strictly for Drum Brigade, he's like... Every time you're teaching for that other spot, you're cheating on Drum Brigade. If Drum Brigade was your girlfriend, would your girlfriend let you cheat on her every week? And I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, so then stop doing it. And I'm like, you're right. You know? So sometimes those doors need to be shut, even though we like, you know, making money. That's not, that's not why I worked so hard my whole entire career to just play these freaking stupid millennial weddings. <laughs> you know? And that's just, that's just the fact of the matter. So I feel like, Man, I'm I'm kind of putting it out there right now, but I'm just saying like, dude, things have got to change. And like, if it's like, okay, dude, we beat it. We beat COVID back to work. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know, man. I might need to simplify and start start fresh and, and be more creative, do, do more stuff creatively and make force that to work, dude. I've had to do that several times with Drum Brigade. 
Yeah. I've had to do that several times where I'm like, you know what? Things need to change. I need to start fresh. And it's always been for the better. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard to say. It's really hard to do when you have a gig that pays, you know, well, and you're just like, no, I'm going to pass. You like, sometimes you can't do that. But then that's a trap, man, because then you're like, you're stuck. You're stuck gigging. It's like, I don't care what you say, dude. A lot of, there's very few people out there that play the dream gig that they have. And that's all they do. A lot of, I mean, all of my friends are like touring and doing great recordings and all this stuff. But dude, when they come home, guess what? You still have to work, man. Yeah. You know? And so like Kevin Aguchi is a dude that I've never, I've never seen anybody that tours more than that guy. He's always gone on tour. He was. And when he came home, dude, he's still playing like jazz gigs. He's still teaching. He's still doing. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying nobody has a perfect situation. So you're going to have to take some gigs that you don't like if you want to be successful in music. It's, at least at our, at our level, I think. Mm-hmm. I just, you have to persevere and you have to like push forward and like be, be confident in what you do, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Be confident in like, dude, this is what needs to work. This is what needs to work. That's not what I do. And I, I just feel like at this point, if I go back to that as, as hardcore as I was, I'm going to be taking a tremendous step backwards. Yeah. I'm not willing to do that just yet. Yeah. So, it's good to have a lot of irons in the fire, but you can always take, yeah. you can always swap one out. <laughs> well, exactly. And I feel like, dude, we, we already know that that line of work, that, that style, that line of work, or whatever is, is we're capable of doing that. It's not hard to get into, you know, you can all, it's just, Man, it's yeah. I I don't. I I just. I think right now I'm really unsure because I've you know I've been off for ten weeks and I've gotten some 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 help and had some work come through or you know whatever whatever. But um, at the end of the day, man, it's like I don't want to like you know poo poo on whatever's giving me work or whatever's helping me put food on the table. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like man. But I also have to move forward. And be be like the best version of me, and um, I don't want I don't like settling into yeah I'm just gonna just gonna be this guy now you know because there's dudes that are like in their 60s still doing it the same gigs you know and they it's like I'm, I'm not that guy I'm not that guy and I think people know that people know that when when I'm on the gigs like it's not like what's he doing here but it's like yeah you have a lot of other stuff going on like that's cool that you got other stuff going on. Like, why are you not working harder towards that? You know, you have a lot. Of, I have a lot of ambitions, I guess I should say. I get that from my dad. True. And uh, I just, I've gotten confident with executing and, and um, pursuing it like, and not thinking it's going to fail. You always have those doubts, but just going, dude, it's got to work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, oh man, sorry. I mean, sorry for the rant, but it's like, dude, it's it's where I'm at, dude. It's like, dude, this is this has been a crazy time for musicians, you know. And like, now things are changed for a lot of dudes. There's a lot of different. Th- this has forced us. Like I was saying at the beginning of this, dude, we always know how to pivot, and we always know how to like overcome whatever thing that you know. Like like I was saying, we've always we we you, sometimes you come home from tour and you have no work, and then you have to pivot and figure it out. We've all been there when there's no gigs on the books. And Mm -hmm. so this is one of those things that now we're like knee deep in this thing. And we're like, this has forced us to do other stuff, but now we have other ways of being creative and it's like, okay, how do we make this 
something, you know, I see everybody doing online drum lessons, everybody, you know, and like, it's cool. No more power to them. You know, like it's, it's good that musicians are finding a way. That's what musicians do. We find a way, you know, um, it's just when things go back to normal, are you still going to find your way or are you going to be like, dude, let's just go. I just need money. You know, it's like, man, I, I want to grind a little bit more. And now that if this is what struggling is, let's just struggle a little bit longer and do something better, you know? So that being said, dude, shout out to music cares, man. I got a music cares check and, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Phil, not to bum you out. <laughs> But they came through, dude. I, dude, I jumped on it though. As soon as I heard about it, I jumped on it that day. Yeah, and, um, I waited too long. Yeah, there. Yeah, I, there's other. There's some other stuff that has helped. Um, and um, it's helped me get through. But yeah, like, um, I'm I'm really happy about that. It really like helped us out and helped me to pay some bills and buy some groceries and. So, uh, I was, don't think I wasn't ready to just start talking crap on music cares for like having me fill out all that. stuff. it's weird though. Cause they don't send you anything. They don't send you an email like, Hey, confirming we got your, your request. Nothing. It's just like, I filled out the paperwork and like six weeks later I get a check in the mail. Really weird. That's awesome. So That's, really cool. That is Thank, super cool. I'm glad we like, we're talking about them with, with masters of maple on the show. That was really worth it um yeah it's about that time we're gonna get sean on we're gonna talk about everclear and all their great songs yeah 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 we're gonna talk about all the things that he does and um we're gonna get to know this dude he's he's a good drummer too man he's got some solid beats man just chops and yeah it's cool so all right sean winchester coming up Let's take a break first, though, Funky Phil. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know the biggest thing that they can do? is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style, and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 85. Ladies and gentlemen, person we have on the phone just went and got himself a bang, introduced us to Happy, the dog, <laughs> plays with Everclear, played with Giants of Rome, something about Metro, something bought Metro, Josh Todd in the Conflict, Buck Cherry, Smash Mouth, Bow Wow Wow. You ever heard of these bands, Phil? Yes. <laughs> Bow Wow Wow, Tijuana Dogs, many, many, many more. Has a studio where he just records drums and 
does all kinds of stuff. What's your studio called? The the Winchester Wolf Pack or something? Wolf Den? Wolf Den, yeah. <laughs> uh, love it. I love when dudes like we call our we call our studio here. Um, we call it for the drum area, we call it the beat locker, but we call it Pimp City. <laughs> so we just call it PC for short. I love when people name their their studios. Anyways, that voice you hear, he's played with all these wonderful artists. Are you you're a DW artist, right? Mm-hmm. DW artist, pasty artist, among many others. Please welcome to the show, Sean Winchester. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> Hi. Oh, man. So we just <laughs> we were just talking that we go way back and we didn't even know, or I didn't know, like an idiot. But yeah, um, we played together um, a long time ago when I was playing in Agrilites and and like you play in a in a band with like other guys that i know and like so we go way back among like how much how many other bands wonderful bands that we all listen to one time or another we were listening to everclear this morning singing along took me right back to to high school and mm-hmm. like dude you're you you're doing some stuff dude that's really cool you must be just like smiling from ear to ear every time you hit the stage with everclear well um so it has uh, uh, it's actually been a little while since I played with Everclear. Um, so sorry for, uh, <laughs> if you received the information that I'm still playing with them, I'm not currently playing with them. Okay. However, well, I did, play I guess, with them. I guess sorry? currently we're not playing with anybody, all of us, you know? So like, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> even if you just had a gig, you don't have a gig. Right. Uh, which I thought it was so funny that um, it actually two two of my companies actually it was Peisty and DW they both they both contacted all their drummers to quote unquote uh, update their information for their website because they're redoing their website mm. and like the, you know one of the questions is obviously like who are you playing with so <laughs> everybody's like. To no one <laughs> if, yeah like if 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 they're already like if if you have a new relationship with your company and and they're like yeah we just you know need to see like what's been up like you know what kind of visibility you have who you're currently playing with and like every single artist on their roster is just like well i'm not playing with anybody right now right <laughs> well i guess the, the good thing is, for you is you have a really good online presence you do a lot of work in your studio right and yeah. um, so like, so what, during this whole craziness, like, what have you been up to? You've been like live tracking or tracking drums at your spot. Um, do you teach? Like, what do you, what do you do? Yes. Uh, yes. To both of those things. So um, my, one of my best friends, Nate Laguza, who's a drummer. I don't know if you heard of Nate Laguza, um, but he is basically like, the MacGyver of drummers and he prefers to kind of, uh, stay, stay out of the, the, the radar, mm-hmm. uh, but he's one of the best drummers like I've ever heard in my life. And he was just on the, um, sting gig playing with, uh, playing in stings musical. Whoa. Right. So yeah, I know. And like, but that's what I'm saying is like, when, whenever somebody asks me like, oh, well, what is Nate Laguza like? Like, what does he sound like? I'm like, well, and this is before he got the Sting gig. It, it was, you know, uh, 
uh, I would always say, like, the guy belongs on the Sting gig or, like, playing with Peter Gabriel. And then when he gets it, and I was like, God, I freaking told you! I said that first! Yeah. I got it. And, like, oh, dude. But anyways, so so Nate, Nate and I are, like, studio neighbors. Um, and oh, he's cool. just, like, he's, like, just the dopest freaking guy. Um, so you can... Um, check out his drumming and what I'm leading up to is uh, he hooked me up with a really cool uh, thing um, that's called stuck at home records. Um, and basically this guy Isamu McGregor, who's a, a keyboardist, he took it upon himself and uh, uh, bore the burden of putting together musicians from all over the place and just started randomly pairing up musicians to uh, basically write a song in a week um, and record themselves playing all of their parts one at a time. So it would be uh, every video of these musicians would be released one at a time. And then it was up to the next musician to add something else to it. So nobody knew what these songs were going to end up sounding like or what they were going to start sounding like. Um, And it was so cool to be a part of that. So Nate Laguza got me to be a part of that. And you can check out the Instagram, um, which is just stuck at home records um, to to see all like to see the whole library of, of what these songs were. Um, And, and and it was, so I was doing that um, basically every week. uh, And, you know, uh, a few of the songs that I played drums on uh, Isamu also um, was uh, uh, kind enough to give uh, every musician um, their fair split in publishing and songwriting. And, awesome. Uh, and each of these songs are going to be released as long as all of the musicians signed the release. So, wow. um, yeah, I know. Like, how cool what is that? What a great idea. <laughs> that's awesome. What a great idea. I know, I know. And so, like, I was just like, that, that's, that's why I was giving such a shout out to Nate Laguza because he didn't have to... In, like include me in that but like obviously uh uh just being a part of it was was so rad and i'm so grateful that i chose to start learning how to record myself long before yeah. that so so i showed up uh with a nice little arsenal of of uh tones and things to do so yeah i was like i was just gonna ask that too like your your sound you have a great studio sound but it's like it's not exactly what people would expect like you I, I saw some of your instagram videos and you're using like an acrylic dw kit um yeah. and it's really it's really cool but it sounds so big and fat and you know you got it mixed really 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 well i wouldn't ex- i wouldn't expect people to play an acrylic kit in the studio though or to track drums but man you make it sound so good cool. thank you uh <clears throat> thank you that that means a lot to hear that um and I, I I gotta give it up to like DW for making the design series acrylic because that's like the uh, the the hidden gem which is now not so hidden anymore. But you mm-hmm. know the reason those particular and I'm not an acrylic guy and I haven't been for like the longest time. I yeah. I, I was like, what kind of gimmicky horse crap is this? Like what like. <laughs> Like, 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 this is so that because that's never been me. I've been like a jazz dude, and like, it's been all about maple and like, you know, just clear drum. But so I asked Dave Elish, um, 
like what are the dopest kits or like shell configurations that DW has? Cause we're both DW artists and I right. like Davey Lich knows too much about drums for anyone's good, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like what, which, which drums to get. And he, and he said either the, um, the, the PDP, uh, wood hoop joints. Okay. Or the design series acrylic, which comes in, uh, price-wise much lower than the DW collector series acrylic but the collector right. series acrylic are still fashioned with the uh the the joint like where where the um acrylic is joined at a seam uh-huh. but, but because of uh uh you know the the shells only coming out in the the sizes um that are you know designated for the design series they just made them seamless shells. Wow. So that is what makes them so much more resonant and fat and full because right. like obviously if you're trying to join plastic at a seam that's not a solid structure. So right. like, you know, you're just like okay, that's more for looks than anything cuz like what are you going to do like uh uh treat the 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 um <laughs> you know like the plastic to, to make it resonate more it's like no it's silly yeah so so it's because of that that they sound that way and also uh yeah i mean uh uh i know what i'm doing now with tuning my drums head choices and uh eqing um and mixing like drummers have uh are, are setting themselves up to be in a really good position if drummers keep learning how to engineer and mix right because in order to mix just your own drums you're dealing with having to l- learn how to eq basically like the entire frequency spectrum from yeah. the kick drum to your cymbals that covers absolutely everything right right so you, and also how to make each of those drums play nicely with each other you then have to like figure out phase issues. You have to figure out um, like like how to EQ each drum um, and how to have them fit all in a mix. So before you even get to fixing or to mixing like the rest of a song, like you're already sharpening your ear just by trying to get your drum sounding good. And I have now that I've learned how to engineer uh, like and, and mix my own drums. And then I go and listen to like records, like mm-hmm. sometimes big records. And you can tell when either a mixer or an engineer does not know enough about drums. Right. And when they're just like, I, like I've, I've heard engineers say to me stuff like, yeah, would you mind just like sending over like a mix of your drums? Cause, cause honestly, like, you know, mixing drums is just like kind of hard. And I'm like, <laughs> you want me to do it? Okay. sure." <laughs> I'm like, dude, I should be charging so much freaking exactly. more for this. Like, like, Oh man. So anyways, uh I don't want to blow all the secrets, but but thank thank you for the uh, the kind words. I I didn't think I'd actually be able to do it at all. I thought yeah. that my brain wouldn't let me be a good engineer or recording drummer uh by myself. I didn't think I had what it took. I got to so, ask. Yeah. I got to ask. What head cuz you 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 brought it up. What heads are you using on those acrylic drums? Oh, dude, fiber skins. No, I'm just kidding. I heard you talk about that earlier. <laughs> I would have really just been laughing this whole time if you said that. <laughs> F- 
Phil just went before we hit record. Phil was on a rant about fiber skins. And so, yeah, that's why I said that. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, just it's all fiber skins. It's so <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I just throw them on there. <laughs> I just throw the fiber skins on there. Top and bottom, you know, why not? And then, <laughs> and then I don't even bother putting the hoops back on or the tension rods in. I just throw the on there. It's incredible. The sound you get from that, it's just who would have thought, dude? Acrylic drums, fiber skins, don't no, tune them, just throw them on. No hoops. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh my God. Uh, um, obviously, like, you know, um, uh, I'm an Aquarian artist and. Yay! Um, Wait a minute. Yay! Yeah, so are we, both of us. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, l- l- you know, uh, I have used all kinds of different um, like heads just to try out all everything that Aquarian has to to offer. Um, but Chris Brady let me in on a secret about what Mike Johnson was using, um, which I didn't know was a, an option. And I know this might sound a little elitist, uh, but I'm I'm an Aquarian artist, so I get to do this. So friggin' whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he told me that they can actually uh, take any of the um, head material, whether it be like reflector, uh, response to whatever, and they can actually put the um, uh, American vintage uh, uh, hoops on them, or, or those, you know, like the, because um, for some drums. Uh, you know, like the the typical Aquarian um, hoops will fit a bit more snug. Yeah, because maybe of the the plies or the or the wrap or or something that like makes that um, you know just like uh, just a bit more snug. But the American Vintage is a thinner hoop, so that gives it a bit more play and allows you a like a, a bit more freedom uh, for for the resonance and. <sighs> I'm and I didn't this. know this. I didn't know this. And then I tried it and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> my mind is just blown. Me and too. yeah, I'm going to have to call out Chris for this because he didn't tell me we could do this. Wait, so what, okay. he- what heads are you putting in those hoops? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I'm doing e- uh, either on the Toms right now. I've got the uh, clear. Um, I think I just have the American vintage medium on okay. top on top. And then just the um, classic clear on bottom, or I use the uh, stock DW, uh, you know, Remo for the resonant side on the toms, just because those are like, they're great and they come with DW and I get to use them because I'm a DW artist. So right. like, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> um, and then for snare, I will either do uh just texture coded obviously you know um and that, that's really that's all like, yeah it's so different from what like from what i use and then phil is like totally different too um yeah that's cool though that what a yeah what a great idea like i, gotta I didn't try even that. know that was possible <laughs> well i've had him do some weird stuff like can you make like a 14 inch bass drum like like um um whatever like super some, kick. some th- 
yeah, super kick, but for floor tom, and they're like, yeah, we can do that. Like, can you put like a, a you know a felt strip on it? And like they've okay. they've done some weird stuff where I didn't know they we could do that, and they're they've come through with like whatever you know, and so that that's cool. I love it. Yeah, I hope Chris doesn't kill me for uh, letting out that secret. But <laughs> you know what, dude? If if he does it for Mike Johnson and he yeah. does it for little old Sean Winchester, then, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You can try asking him. And if he says no, he, uh, 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 I'm not saying he's going to say no to either of you guys because he's going <laughs> to say yes to, to, to both of you. But, uh, you know, sorry. I, I can't, yeah. I can't control what other people do. Tell him to blame Mike Johnston. Yeah. Just my experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude. I heard they're going to be making gold-plated um, heads for Eric Moore. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past him, though. Because Eric's got the reflector, and then he's got the white reflector. Right. You have the gold reflector. Exactly. Platinum reflector. <laughs> ice reflector. Or they already have ice reflector. <laughs> ice reflector. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, okay. So we have a couple, we have, I think we have at least one listener question and then we have one that is a joke. So I'm, uh, it's, I think it's just one of your buddies like trying to get us to ask something funny on the show. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, um, this listener, listener question comes from Wyatt Lund. Um, he's asked some questions before he said, um, I do about a dozen drum lessons a week at my home studio, but I have been operating virtually since mid March, like everyone else. <laughs> I didn't invest much time or money into my setup at the beginning of the shutdown. I would never, and I would have never guessed that it would last this long for the convenience of my students and their parents. I've been doing the lessons through FaceTime app and WhatsApp because they all use those already. My question is, do you guys prefer a particular service, Zoom, Skype, et cetera, and why? It's a long, long question. But. Yeah, the 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 short answer is um, I actually like using uh, Google Duo. Ooh, and that's only because I do I do all my lessons from my phone, and I have an Android. Um, okay, and I've been Android for the last couple phones now, few phones, and um, it started out of necessity because I didn't have FaceTime anymore, but. Um, I've actually had really good feedback from my students about the quality of Duo. Um, But at this point, you know, every service can only do so much because it's all about the hardware and connection um, that you have. So, like, you can use whatever you want as long as everyone has it. It's not going to create that much more of a difference as far as quality. Yeah, I I personally prefer Zoom. I use Zoom for every lesson, and if they're if they want to use something else, I normally just make them use Zoom. Um, but Zoom works the best for me just because it's easier for different camera angles. And then I run, I run, I have, I run it like basically like my my studio setup. So I have um, a USB interface with all my drums mic'd, and um, and then I. I, yeah, I just, it's just easier for me to change camera angles, like look at it like from this angle or look at it from the front or whatever. And I've tried using like go to meeting. I've tried using FaceTime. I've done lessons on FaceTime, Skype, forget it. I don't even want to try. Skype is a nightmare for me. Okay. Um, but, um, I, I mean, I guess I would have to, I would, I would do it if I had to, but the best one for me so far th- during this whole, I started doing zoom lessons like right when everybody else did at the beginning, middle of March. So 
Um, Zoom has been the best one for me just because it works with all my stuff. What about you, Phil? Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Zoom Zoom is the best one I've found just for um vi- yeah, multi-camera video options. It's got a lot more options for audio routing and it'll actually take and send as many channels as you put through it. Like like Duo I think is two channels. Like if you have a interface um say you have like a 16 channel interface, it's only going to actually transmit the sound from the first two channels oh i didn't even know that but zoom, yeah, see, zoom. Like, I, I didn't even get that far into the whole i was just like use my phone audio because it's a phone lesson <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. but, but but that's just me being a jerk about it because like yeah uh, i didn't know how long this was gonna last me either. Yeah. Me either. I, I honestly the first the first lesson that it, this thing went down and i'm like okay I need to jump on how I'm going to make money like right now. Cause I ain't going to be playing gigs for a while at the time. I thought I was going to be off for playing gigs for two weeks. They're like, they're shutting down for two weeks and then we'll regroup after that. So I was like, okay, two weeks. That's a big, that's a big hit, man. For musicians, that could be a big hit. So I'm like, all right, I, I need to keep my students. I can't just shut down. And so I first lesson I did was just straight up on the camera on my computer and um, I was trying to use a webcam and like get the microphone off the webcam to pick up the drumming, and it was just not working out. It was just, I was like, dude, it was not working out. So, so then I was like, okay, let's if we're gonna do this, let's do it right. Like, let's let's mic everything up, let's run everything through the interface, and let's like let's try. And because I just couldn't, I couldn't hear them. They couldn't hear me. I was trying to wear headphones. I was trying to yell like, so you gotta do it like you know. It's just not working. <laughs> so, so yeah, I set up a little like setup with a mic that I can talk into. I'm wearing my in-ear so I can hear them. And like, it's, it's, it might be a little bit above and beyond or overboard, but it, it just zoom for me. No, no, no. You, you did it right. And it sounds like both of you guys like did it right. Uh, uh, as, as, as far as just putting a bit more into it, I just, um, like I, I didn't have as many carryover students, um, for it. So I was just like, you know, if they were cool with it, I was cool with it. Yeah. But, uh, Phil, before I um, cut you off, because I'm a jerk, uh, you said that there's like different um, that like Zoom Zoom only facilitates two channels of your uh, of 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 audio. Yeah, no, no, Zoom, no, Zoom, Zoom does like the most. Zoom, as far as I can tell, it'll like I've I've tried every channel on mine, and I, I have twelve inputs for mics, and it'll it'll take sound from any of them. Um, well, as like, but you're running it through to a USB into your computer. Yeah, right? that's a through an yeah. audio interface. But like for instance, FaceTime is <clears> only <throat> one channel. So if you it won't even do left and right. So you can only get put one mic into it or you have to sum it through a mixer and route it into one channel. Um I think me and you have the same setup, Phil, where it's a twelve channel USB interface into the computer and Zoom just looks at your it reads your interface, right? And then it does the same thing with the cameras. Yeah, it'll take it all and then and send it to them as as a, a stereo, so you know. So it sounds like it sums it sums the the, the signal for you, like um, yeah. But it, that's cool. But it lets you use all your channels, so you can have if you know if you're trying to route like audio playback or a metronome through it, you know, you can route a lot of different sound options through through Zoom and. uh 
I also like the screen sharing stuff. Like you can share your computer's audio and the audio quality. That's a big one for me. The audio quality is better than um, a lot of other ones. From what I I've think all of them, seen. all of them you can share. I know. Um, um, go to meeting, you can share your screen. But I've been I've been using my iPad to like write sheet music and stuff, and or share sheet music, and you can just share your screen and they can see it right there. Um, so I don't know, man. Well, it's none of the, none of this situation is ideal. There's a big problem with like latency with zoom, you know, and like, so, um, I think all of them are the same. It's not ideal. Nothing's like meeting in person and doing a lesson like that. But if you got to use one, they all work, they all work in different ways. I've just had issues with like, go to meeting. I had a big issue with, um, it would cancel out their sound. There's nothing to, to that you can adjust. It like basically takes your drums as background noise. And so it cancels them out. So they can't hear you. You can't hear them. Uh, uh, I see. Yeah. And then um, uh, FaceTime, like you said, Phil, is just really limited. You can't do can't different camera angles. I don't even know if you can use a webcam for that. So, yeah. Um, anyways, I don't know. that. Whatever works for you, Wyatt, you know, like if if you're using whatever it was you said, FaceTime and Skype or whatever, if that works, go for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. You guys want to jump on wheel of death. We didn't even tell you about wheel of death, but it's just random questions. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Drum, 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 drum brigade podcast. Drum brigade podcast episode 85 on the line with Sean Winchester chilling out with us. Good times, man. Good times. Thanks again for coming on the drum brigade podcast, hanging out with us. It you is know. my pleasure. I, yeah. I I like doing this kind of stuff. Um, cool. Yeah, there there's there's always new important information for drummers to know and understand. So it's good stuff. Yeah, I feel bad. We haven't really talked about like you've you've played with a lot of great artists. We're gonna spin the wheel of death, but you've you've played. It's like we always want all of us drummers want that when people go, so who do you play with? You want that band or those bands that people have heard of, you know? Yeah. Like my days, like, oh, I played with like this great ska band, but if you don't listen to ska or reggae, like, then you don't know who I played with, you know? Right. And so, so like for you to just, you know, drop the people that you've played with, everybody's heard of Everclear, everybody's heard of Bow Wow Wow or like Smash Mouth or many of the others. It's yeah. like, how, how did you, how did you go about that? Like, how do you go about, getting these great gigs did you get like for the younger ones that like or aspiring drummers that you know are are trying to do it did you go to auditions like did you you know get a call from somebody word of mouth like what was your what was your thing right so i'm going to uh recapitulate like uh, uh in in a like as streamlined as possible so really everything started from uh i grew up in southern california in uh newberry park or thousand oaks i don't know what what people know but uh, uh or what people would be familiar with so yeah thousand oaks and then my first group of musical friends because i only started playing drums when i was 14 like i got that that could that could seem like a late start to some mm -hmm. um but so, but like, I, I knew I took to it pretty quick. So that like was my saving grace. And my first group of musical friends in high school 
were really good and they kind of like kicked my butt a little bit, but then I like caught up to them and we, we encouraged each other a lot. And those dudes are still uh, like killing it in the music industry today. So like Jamie Silverstein is an amazing bass player who played with like Miguel and uh, you know, like all all these amazing um, artists and, now he's a producer. And then Jocko Caraco, who's a guitarist who played, he's been playing with Miley Cyrus since she was Hannah Montana, like from the very, from the very beginning. So he's like a powerhouse of like, you know, songwriting and, and, and cred and, and like, he's, he's dope. So when, but in high school, none of us were anybody. We were just nerds, like Mm. uh, trying to play really obnoxious, uh, choppy licky crap right so (laughs) so we were doing that and then we all went to our respective colleges like i went to berkeley uh jocko and jacob went to usc jamie went to manhattan conservatory and then when we all came back to la uh jocko was kind of like uh like king of the hill because all, all of us like didn't go down the pop um like route like jocko did yeah. Well, we were all, um, you know, he- like getting really heady and trying to like be like the the dopest or like most jazzy. He was out there like getting like big paying gigs, and right. so we were all just kind of like sitting there going like, "Well, what do we do?" It's like, "Oh, well, Jocko's doing all this stuff." And we're like, "Hey, hey, hey Jocko, you uh, you wanna you wanna help us out?" And he was just like, "Jocko's just him, you know. If you, if you know Jocko, he's just like." Oh yeah, dude. Sure. Like whatever, man. It's all good. Hey dude, like you want to come down and like do this audition for like this, like a uh, pop thing, like, you know, it's Ali and AJ or this and that. And so like, I, I, I started doing auditions like basically right out of Berkeley, but I was not landing auditions because I did not look cool enough or, uh, it, it wasn't because of my playing, but you have to be a certain type. Like, right. To, to get a lot of those, especially as a drummer, like um, they were definitely looking for a certain kind of drummer for a lot of these pop gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so like, but I was trying and I, I was like, you know, just not landing stuff and stuff was kind of starting to like bum me out because like, you know, I'm like sitting on all these chops and all this time I spent practicing and like, I was just getting discouraged and, you know, all that kinds of, Every everyone's got a story. As Chris We've Coleman been there, yeah, yeah. Chris 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 Coleman said, everyone's got a story, you know, yeah. and that that doesn't minimize your story. It just means that everyone has a story, you know. Um, uh, it 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 just means don't expect things to be handed to you. If they are handed to you, like, congrats. Like, I, I don't know, I'm I'm jealous, but like, <laughs> but but you know, like, it's 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 all a part of like what makes you more tough and resilient and more special later, you know? Right. So, so like, yeah, uh, I sucked at all my auditions. Um, and then my friend, Jordan Plosky, a drummer, fellow drummer, friend of mine, mm. he, he had like some, he nailed some auditions and had some pop gigs and stuff like that. Uh, and then he ended up playing with Everclear for a short amount of time. And during that time, he and his wife uh, were expecting a baby. Uh-huh. And 
he and I became friends just by like being at the same auditions. And one night he needed to borrow my drum set for an in-town gig while he uh, had his drums out on the road and he was going to go meet up with his drums, you know, like uh, for the start of a tour. Right. So he just needed a kit. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I drove down and let him use my kit. And then he said, you know, at the end of that night, he was just like, you know, I owe you one. And I was like, no, you don't. Like, I just lent you my drums. Like, it's no big deal. And then six months goes by. I still got nothing. Whatever. He hits me up and he's just like, hey, remember when I said I owed you one? Like, yeah. He's like, well, my wife's going to be having a baby, so I need you to cover some Everclear gigs for me. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> so you know, I learned, I learned uh, you know, an hour and 20 uh, minutes worth of music um, and had no rehearsals with Everclear and showed up at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and no way. Um, literally memorized, I memorized the entire set. Uh, I don't recommend that to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, you know how, like, you know, how, and I'm sure you guys um, um, both have your, like, uh, uh, like the things that you were blessed with naturally, right? Mm. Whether it be um, maybe better pitch recognition, uh, maybe a good internal tempo, uh, maybe you can, maybe you're a good reader, a good good sight reader. Maybe uh, you you got really dope dexterity or stamina, so you can like do this or that or the other on drums. Like my thing that that I was like blessed with was was um, just memorizing music and never forgetting it and i uh, like cool. and so i keep sharpening that tool because it's one of the best i have uh so yeah long story short i i nailed the gig just by memorizing it like but again i don't i don't recommend doing that yeah. uh it stressed me out i was scared like out of my mind but i closed my eyes played at the indianapolis motor speedway walked off stage and everybody's like yeah dude you killed it i was like okay good because i don't know what just happened like i <laughs> I, I like blacked out and yeah and like woke up and like it was great and then, that's probably so, the best thing you could have done though just brain off and just play the music you know yeah yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah so one thing led to another and then they they decided to keep me as their drummer um and uh, I played on two studio records with them and all that. Nice. Just, yeah. Like it just, it, it was, yeah. You just got to make, make real friendships. Like yeah. you, you can do it other ways, I suppose. Um, but I, I, I think that making real friendships with, with people that you really connect with and come up together, um, is, is really important. You know, they're the ones who are going to stick their necks out for you. Like when it really comes down to it. Right. Rather that's than, really, you know, that's really cool. That's like, it's really unique. Cause you know, it's, it's hard work. Obviously you got to know your craft. You got to know your thing. Um, yeah. and, and then, yeah, you, you got to be able to get along with people. You're no one's going to want to tour with you if you don't, if you don't get along with people. And then if you're making friends with other people, like other drummers, it's like, there you go, you know? And so good things happen. So yeah, that's, 
That's really great, man. Like, I'm really, really happy for your success and your, the stuff that you've done. And, you know, it's, it's great and, and doing. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. I, let's, let's, I appreciate that. Let's yeah, spin a, it. Let's spin the wheel. That's an incredible story, though. That sounds nerve wracking. I know. <laughs> totally. Holy. Dude. <laughs> um, okay. So this one says, what's a talent that you wish you had that you don't currently have? That's kind of fitting to, to your story. <laughs> Yeah. Talent I wish I had that I don't currently have. I got one. I'll go first real quick. Go. Go for it. I still wish I was like an amazingly good singer because I suck at singing. That's so funny. I (laughs) just... I was going to say the same thing right before you said that. Like, I, and you know, what's funny is uh, uh, my girlfriend, Jacqueline, uh, she is a singer. Um, she's a classically trained singer and she's dope. She's nice. so a, a high school teacher at Panorama High, which is, uh, if you know about Panorama High, that is one of the most ghetto schools ever. And she teaches, she's basically like, Michelle Pfeiffer from uh, Dangerous Minds. Like, she, <laughs> she is, like, just, like, the the sweetest, most loving, white, white, white girl, Catholic-raised, like, wow. opera singer ever. And she is just hanging with, like, like you know, just, uh, a, like, like a, a certain demographic that's just, like, way not what she is. Right. And, um, but... I, I I'm trying to get her to teach me to sing, and she says that like I can kind of do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which like thankfully I can. Like I, I at least can stay in tune. But like, dude, trying to like singing. Oh my god, it is so scary. Like, yeah. She just immediately just made me sing in front of her, and I was like, "Boy, you mean like, like right? <laughs> That's exactly like, me, dude. Like 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 in front." Like right now, like in front of you, just me. Yeah, sing. And I'm just like, oh, oh God. I'm like, well, what do you want me to sing? She's like, what's your favorite song? What do you like to sing? I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> Dude, and I tried and like, oh my God, I know why I picked drums now. Yeah. Because <laughs> singer, dude. Oh, like, it's so scary. It's so scary. <laughs> Dude, I'm a really I'm a ridiculously bomb singer. Here, listen. <clears throat> no, I'm just no, kidding. No, no chance. No chance. <laughs> no chance. I've been actually singing Everclear songs this whole song this whole episode in the beginning of the episode. Phil's been dying laughing. Oh man. It's all you know, it's, what's funny is uh that dude knows how to write an amazing song. Clearly yeah. his uh his body of work uh, uh, uh we're talking about art, Alex Akis. He knows how to write and he crafts songs like no one's business. Like they are, they, they hit you right to the core. If you've ever experienced anything that he has. Yeah. However, that guy, not a good singer. No. <laughs> I love that. That might be the title of the show. That guy dot, 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 not a good singer. <laughs> That's amazing. He's, he's awful. Really? <laughs> and he and he keeps getting worse. Oh, man. <laughs> but but that doesn't matter. Yeah, he's written enough hit songs. Be, yes, but like, but but 
now now here's like he doesn't need any redemption and he definitely doesn't need his uh, his previous drummer to like you know give him any redemption because that dude is sitting on a mountain of money and mm-hmm. like like who cares uh however um to his credit and and something that cannot be more uh, uh stated is emotional content will always beat technical ability every single time every time yeah like like and you can have any combination of the two to create something special but as bruce lee says you know like without um, without emotional content like it's just an exhibition like no one's going to feel what you're doing no one's going to believe you right um and we are as as listeners music listeners we are that smart like uh uh we we know that doesn't mean we're always looking for the most emotional song so that's mm-hmm. why it's club bangers that's why there's like silly songs about mega money and like this <laughs> and, that. and and like okay like if that's your bag if you want to write songs about mega money <laughs> and like <laughs> Pop a champagne, a dollar. <laughs> yeah. okay. but but that's how the singer of Everclear uh, crafted his songs. Like what was just like uh, unapologetic emotional content. You know. Yeah, man, it's it's great, man. It's like I, you know, I was never like the hugest fan of Everclear, but we've all. I mean, if you're, if you grew up in the nineties or whatever, you know, or the early two thousands, it just takes you right back. As soon as you hear him, like this morning, we were like, oh yeah, I know this song. Oh man, I know this song, you know? And like, it's pretty cool like that. I have a buddy that played in, in lit and it was like the same thing where it was just like, Nate Walker? no, um, Terry, uh, he was like their most recent drummer. I think. Oh, Terry Sterling. Terry Sterling. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I had a conversation with that guy. Uh, he's dope. Um, yeah. He, uh, that, that dude is like, I mean, if he was an element, he would be fire. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. That, that, that guy is. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he reached out to me recently. Um, he's, he's, he's a good dude. He's got a good heart. Right. Yeah. Fantastic drummer, man. Just amazing. So yeah. like, talented in a lot of different ways, but yeah, man. Um, so I think this that's a good I think we're just gonna one and done wheel of death. Um we're gonna we're getting ready to wrap the show. So um man, we're gonna wrap there with you. That's a good spot to to wrap this thing. And um man, we really appreciate you coming on, dude, and just sharing some some stories and sharing some thoughts and your, you know, your perspective on things. And um the thing that I always say about the show is it's never it's not really done as like a how did you get your start in drums? What's your history? So that we we don't have to just tell your story and then we move on to the next. So it's an open door show. So you're welcome to come on anytime. If there's anything that you want to like promote or anything like that, Jude, just hit us up and like, thanks man. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd love to be back on and we can, um, you know, we can even like nail some topics beforehand or whatever. I'm, I'm yeah, down. That'd be cool. That'd definitely be cool. If people want to reach out to you, follow you, all that stuff. It's just your name, right? S E A N Winchester. Uh, See, they're going to be Sean Winchester or Sean R. Winchester. Uh, the okay. R, R from the middle name, Richard. Yeah, uh, nice. Sean R. Winchester. Cool. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, there's a bunch of videos of you playing. And and then, you know, if you just search your name, there's all kinds of stuff that comes up. And 
Oh, yeah. oh, stop. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, but if you Google Sean Winchester, you Google Sean Winchester. No, stop, 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 stop. Dude, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll we'll do it again soon. <laughs> right on. Good to hang with you guys. All right, man. <laughs> yes sir sean winchester sean winchester man yeah that's that was really cool that was like i say it every every week i say it but that was really good (laughs) that was a really good like great dude to have on the show just right perfect with the way our show works you know yeah has stories has opinions is funny like drummers rule yeah (laughs) yeah all i'm saying is dude you guys want to show we deliver all right we freaking deliver phil yeah (laughs) thanks to sean for coming on man um really cool really really cool dude has done some work man like he's played with some people and if you go on what's that i was just gonna say that story is crazy like that um just getting the call to be like okay you go go play a stadium. You've never rehearsed yeah. the songs. You never played them with these band with any band. You learn an hour and a half of music and go play in front of thousands of people. Go. Right, yeah, dude. I can't. I know that's, like, that's so nerve wracking. I would be falling apart. Like, is this what you guys want? Is this how you want me to play it? Is this, you you know like just whatever? You better be, you better be prepared. You know, yeah. I I know. Um, I heard a story from Gil Sharon one time. Not to name drop, I know, but. Um, Gil, like he, he replaced, um, Travis Barker on like a, when Travis Barker like broke his arm or something and he replaced him in, I don't know if it was in blink or like, what is this plus 44 or whatever, Ben? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, he, (laughs) he went and he, he basically got a call like, Hey, we have a show tomorrow night and we need a drummer. And Travis Barker was like, call Gil Sharon. And then Gil Sharon took a flight out there and learned the music on the plane and just like listened to, listened to the stuff on the plane and then landed, did a long sound check with him and played a stadium or like an arena that night with them. I'm just like, bro, that's a pro drummer though, dude. That's what, that's what we, if dude, if we get called for action like that, we got to do it. You know, you got to do it. That's what we do as pros. Who are they going to call? Who like, if they're not going to call him or like me or you, who are they going to call? There's only, there's only so many dudes that can do it. You know, there's, I mean, I guess there's a lot of drummers that can do that, but you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, that's what you get paid for. So go and play your gig. Yeah. To that extent, I don't know, playing, learning an hour and a half music. Like I would love to have at least a rehearsal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Especially, I mean, I guess if there's footage of them playing it live, cause you know, uh, most of the time bands do things different live than they do in the studio. Right. So right. I feel like there's, they must've had some kind of conversation about the approach or some kind of footage or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I guess if you, it's a, you, if it's a band that big, they've probably got their entire concert on video somewhere. That's, that's what I was going to say. Or if the drummer knows he's like going to, he's on his way out and he's going to have a baby. He probably recorded the the set. But. Yeah. I, I mean, I've done that. I did that in an audition. Um, I, I learned the band's live set 
and like I knew it backwards and front. Like I knew their set. And then I I went in and like they just wanted to do a couple songs. And so I did a couple songs, but then they had like transitions and I play the transitions too. And they're like, oh man, you're ready to go. I'm like, well, I know your whole set. And they're just like, dang, all right. But I still didn't get the gig. So <laughs> um yeah. Um so yeah, that that I did that on um <laughs> I did that with uh uh I forget his name. Never mind, it's not it's not important. It's the dude is like one of the dudes from Earth, Wind and Fire. What? Uh, yeah, it was um what the heck is his name, dude? Maurice? Al, Al McKay. Al McKay. Uh. Al McKay wrote all the wrote all the good songs. No joke. Dude, I love Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Their set was fire, dude. Their set, the that dude, um, Zora was playing with them. That guy's good. And then, like, I guess he was bailing, so they were holding auditions. And but I was, I was young, dude. I was like probably like twenty three, and um, they were like, "You're." And then I look, you know, I like people say I look way younger than I am now. So when I was twenty three, I looked like I was like fifteen. And they're like, "Who's this young kid?" <laughs> so yeah, I didn't get the audition, but it's probably better. Uh, all right. Anyways, Phil, enough about me. Let's talk about wrapping this show up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So is there anything else you want to add, Phil? Anything you want to talk about? Mm. Have another baby or just kidding? No, not too much. I'm really loving coffee again. Gosh, I can't believe that. I got a French press, a new French press and, uh, those little, one of those little espresso pots, the stovetop ones. Oh, okay, like a a meta pot or something like that. Not a medi pot, like where you put your you blow all your snot out, like you pour it. It's like a little one. You put water on the bottom, fill in the espresso on the middle, put it together, yeah, and, and like all screws together. Yeah, one yes. of those, dude. That's it's so good, so good. That's what I use every day. I love that thing. I I use that. I got some Puerto Rican espresso. Whew. Wouldn't have it any other way, Phil. Whew. Just kidding. I make it very light though. And then I add some water and make an Americano out of that. And it is good. Add a little cinnamon in that mix. Mm. It's my go-to. Since I've been at this hotel, I've been trying to like mix. I, I, I drink very light coffee, man. Because if I drink like hardcore, like regular cup of coffee or like a regular, regular espresso, I'm through the roof for like two days. Dang. And so I, I, I literally do like three quarters decaf a quarter regular and I'm like right now I'm am- you saw me at the beginning of the show I was amped up you were jacked up <laughs> so um I go a little harder on Mondays cuz I have a long day um with lessons and stuff yeah so um but anyways that being said yeah I love I'm full on coffee dude like I'm not I'm not I don't I was drinking hardcore like like Starbucks americanos and and like I was getting amped now I, I can't do that, man. I have to like limit the the caffeine or my heart just feels like it's going to explode. Yeah. So, yeah. I love coffee though, man. It smells good. It tastes so good. Decaf um, sucks. Decaf is good, dude. I'm so glad I'm back on the real bean. This uh, the, <laughs> the, the decaf, I was drinking decaf. It was okay. Yesterday. It was filling a, a void, but Damn. <laughs> the real deal. I was just, I just had, you know, I was having some, some coffee this morning. I was just thinking about how it's so much better than the decaf I was drinking. <laughs> it's so much better. 
it makes me feel good, man. It makes me really positive. And then, but then I get anxiety at, at night and I'm like laying in bed, like, Oh God, that's oh, true. Yeah. Me. Now the caffeine actually hits me harder. Uh, and, and like, phew, yeah, if I drink caffeine too late, I'll be up till like three or four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great during the day though. When you have that, you're just getting stuff done and you're just like ambitious and you're executing and, and then at night though is when I, I'm like, I'm going to be toast tomorrow because I'm not sleeping. Just watching like, like, I don't know, Vinny Caliuta videos on YouTube. Mm. And then, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I do love coffee though. I love it. I love coffee. I love drumming and I'm just like really light these days. Yeah. So it's great though. Being at that hotel, bro, you just walk right downstairs. They got continental breakfast and coffee and they, right they there. clean your sheets like every they night clean yeah but they, they don't do it every night and we we don't really want anybody in the room but after a while you're like dude we need new towels we need new like you got to take the trash out you know like so we're just like yeah we'll we'll do it like once a week and um that's awesome we have like a special vacuum that's like an air purifier it's called a rainbow <laughs> and um so we it's crazy we brought that to the room and vacuumed everything like whoa it, it's crazy dude we vacuumed like the the couch the floor the the curtains the bed like it has attachments for all that stuff and it's like it's really good and like the water it takes it, it like filters it through water and then the water was like brown with Wait, dirt your vacuum filters through water Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's kind of like rain, you know, like rain cleans everything in the air. And then it uses water to like filter. That's like the earth's natural. Wait, so you filtration it sprays system. water? No, it, it has like a bowl in it and it like swirls the water all around. So it sucks everything into the water uh, and it stays in the water saying. and then it filters the air out. So if you get like the way that they demo this thing, is we had like a really nice auric vacuum mm -hmm. um and she was like this is a really high-end vacuum this is a good vacuum right and she's like we're like yeah and then we had a brand new couch brand new rug all this stuff and she's like okay so she like you know when you like put your hand on the bed and then dust flies up she's yeah. like all that's in the air so you want your air to be filtered so they give you a, a air filtration thing so we have that going in our house but then they're like uh, and it's the same concept. It's sucking air out of your house, putting it through the water, and then putting clean air out. Huh. So then she got the vacuum. She's like, vacuums have filters. So she's like, she got the vacuum out. She starts vacuuming, but then she put like a lamp next to the filter. And while she's vacuuming, you're seeing like dust still flying out of the vacuum. And so we're like, oh, snaps. So she's like, all of this is in your air. Even though you're vacuuming it off the floor, it's still going into the air. So then she did the same thing with the rainbow vacuum vacuumed it it sucks it into the water and there's nothing coming out of the air that it's it's putting out it's like clean air so it's an air filtration system but it's also a vacuum that's crazy it's very complicated that's... i know <laughs> i'm not trying to sell sell vacuums but i'm just saying so we brought it to the hotel and cleaned up all those ronas you know what i'm saying so uh -huh. we don't get it <laughs> and, then, and then we like and like when i was like the hotel is spotless man it's clean after we did that on the curtains and the bed, it like has a bed bug vacuumer thing. We did that. We look at the water and it's like brown 
poop soup, dude. Whoa, I'm just looking. <laughs> I, I had to Google this thing because it's piqued my curiosity. Yeah. This, these are over $1,000 for vacuum? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not pay that, though. No, we did not. You got it for like 10 bucks, huh? No, no. So basically <laughs> what happened was my wife... We were like, we can't pass this up, and you can you can sign up for payments or whatever. But it, dude, it cleans the heck out of your house and your air, like it cleans the heck out of it. And they give you a free air filter, filtration thing. So basically, they make it to so that it's it's kind of like a pyramid scheme thing. Like, well, you can like sell them, and then so so my wife signed up for this thing where you can sell them. You can go to meetings and like basically mm. get recruit people that you know, and then give demos to them. And if you do like 12 demos and you sell two, you get it for free. So how much are they paying us for this ad? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm just saying, dude, I'm just saying if we got to stay in a hotel, this was the way that it it made it safe right away. We felt like we felt we didn't even put anything down. We just didn't bring anything there. We just went over there with the rainbow vacuum and cleaned everything. I mean, it sounds very cool. And then when we dumped the water that it's filtering, when we dumped that down the sink, it was like disgustingly, like it felt like the hotel room was never cleaned. Wow. It's crazy. So (laughs) I don't know why I'm giving this long explanation of the stupid rainbow vacuum. I'm just saying. (laughs) I didn't even know they existed. So there you go. (sighs) You guys could do it. You could do a demo if you want and like just get a free air filtration thing. I'm good. <laughs> You're a fool, dude. Dude, you don't know what it's like living in my house. There's like that thing I wouldn't be able to keep up. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll clean the whole house, spick and span. You know, vacuum, mop, everything, and the same evening, it's a total mess again already. Yeah, yeah. We got a dog Why? that goes in and out of the house. I, I don't think I don't think any vacuum's gonna make that. <laughs> it's gonna be able to keep up. It's not a one fixer. It doesn't, it's not, for that price, it should clean your house for you, you know? For real. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, enough about vacuums, dude. If it played drums, that would be better. Yeah. Have you ever seen, do you, do you watch, um, do you watch Parks and Rec where what's his name has, Aziz has DJ Rumba? No. <laughs> it's like one of those Rumba vacuums, but he put like a sound bar on it. So it's playing music and it's like, it has lights and stuff. So he calls it DJ Rumba. That's funny. <laughs> All right, anyways. Um, all right, that's episode 85. <laughs> Five. It's good to be alive. <laughs> yeah, Sean Winchester on the show today. Really cool, really cool. Go check him out, Sean Winchester, at Sean Winchester. Um, yeah, and then uh, I, I'm not sure. I think we're, we're back next week. Um, and I have some guests that are s- s- scheduled to come on, so we'll see if they come through, but... Um. Yeah. So thanks to Sean for coming on. Thank you, Funky Phil, for being the producer of this show. Yeah. Thank my you pleasure. to me. Thank you to me. Just big thank, thank you to me. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> People probably think I'm so arrogant, like saying that I'm a bomb singer and like. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> People don't like if you don't get my humor by now. Like, you just stop. <laughs> just stop listening. Um. Yeah, man, we're still working. We're still working over here on things. So let's keep it going, Phil. You know, I'm always working on that thing. I'm always working on that thing. <laughs> um, episode 85, Drum Brigade Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.